0: Reverend Jesus Payon, our guest this evening as we talk about his experiences in the strange and supernatural. He is an American, Mayan, French, Italian with O negative blood. He's a Hollywood actor. You've seen him in Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, Two Guns. He's a stuntman, a boxer, a Butcher, a baker, a candlestick maker. There's nothing this guy can't do, Tim. I believe it. Yeah, Yeah. we've got him on for the remainder of the show. Before the break, we were talking about these Bigfoot encounters. You and your buddy out. You you have this moment. You start tapping. It starts tapping back. Your buddy finally hears this. He launches after this to try to run down the Bigfoot. You also join into the pursuit. Tell us what happens next.
1: Okay. So uh, I go around the the trees. uh, Robert's crawling through them. And uh he stops and he I hear him say, Can you see me? And I look, you know because behind this uh, grouping of trees is open uh pastures where some cows, you know, eat. And uh the full moon you could see the silhouette of the branches on the other side. And I I'm looking for Robert and I see this huge silhouette of uh what I now believe it was Bigfoot. but I was like, Holy crap, Robert looks huge and he's like a normal size, you know human being, five foot nine or something five foot eight, and uh I go, "Yeah, you're right there, I point with my left hand, and he goes, "No, can you see me and i you know I'm able to to really triangulate where the voice came from this time now that he said it again, which was to the right of where I was looking, and that's when I realized I see Robert taking a knee. And I go, oh, you're right there with my right hand, while well, I'm still so pointing with my left hand at the big giant shape. I go, well, you're right there. I go, it's right next to you. Dude, it's right next to you, and he runs out to me and onto the path. Uh, it takes off again down down the way, so we follow it while it's going through the bushes and and uh, the trees, the Russian olives. And I stop uh, around the corner. Robert's like, hold right here, and, he, and I stop there. And he runs around the corner a little bit farther and gets on the ground. Uh, and uh, cuts on his camera. So I'm standing there, and I hear uh, I hear what sounds like a Bigfoot walking around in there, like several of them, and one stops near me, kind of about 20 feet in front of me. Uh, I'm standing on the, the, the dirt you know, path.
0: What does that feel like now that you realize that you may be surrounded, that there's Bigfoot around maybe more than two or three? Uh, physically, how are you responding? Are you thinking, I just want to go home now? Are you getting thrilled and excited?
1: I've still been excited, uh, accepting the fact that I'm like (laughs) I don't have much choice right now but to accept it. And uh, you know, I I know I can't outrun them, so I didn't have a gun or anything. You know, I I usually don't take uh, guns with me when I go Bigfoot hunting, and uh, so I just was like, okay, just use the situation. You know, enjoy it the best I can, try to get as much information as I can out of this uh, deal. So i'm a heavy i'm a like you said i'm a, I'm a good sized guy i'm six foot three at the time I weighed about four hundred and twenty five pounds and uh been a bouncer for fifteen years uh, so I did a lot of standing around and when I stand around i don't like standing. once but I have to you know step to the left or to the right every once in a while because it you know starts hurting my feet. so <laughs> i'm standing there and uh I step to the left to adjust and the, the sasquatch Steps as well. I can't tell it's going left or right, but it takes a step. Uh, and I'm like, I wonder if it's the same one that I was doing the tap 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 thing with, right? So I step to the right, and it steps to the right. So I step to the left, and it, it steps. It's making it stepping sounds. I can't tell if it's stepping left or right, but I'm assuming it's doing what I'm doing. So we do this for a little while, and then on the last two steps, uh, it steps forward to instead of left and right and now it's standing right at the edge of the trail uh, where the dirt begins and it's huge. Uh it was a minimum of like seven seven foot four and above. I I've been around guys that are that tall, you know, uh I know NFL people and NBA dudes and deal uh, was that size. It was like, you know, somebody from the made got loose. And came you know, hanging out, you know, kinda of scaring me. Uh, I was a big guy. So I could see the reflection of the moon on uh, the cheekbones and the nose ridge, you know. And uh, it wasn't trying to grab me. It could have been one or two. It could have reached out and just grabbed me and, you know, threw me around like a ragdoll sure. Right. But uh, it didn't, you know. And right when that happened, apparently the other two of them went out towards Robert and he jumped up. and He was like, they're coming out, they're coming out. And he ran behind me and was like, come on, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Not realizing I'm standing there in front of one right. staring at it. And you know what? What do you do? So I'm looking at it, and he runs by, and I I shrug my shoulders. I'm like, "Well, bye." And I wave bye, and I follow Robert. You know, and it didn't chase me or nothing. And then we get back to camp and tell JC and all the guys what just happened. And uh, they formed another research party. uh, And Robert and uh, Junebug, uh, he's the brother of George Harvey. He's also a Navajo tracker. He went back out with a camera. To, to the same spot and uh, that's when uh, one of them came out and from behind a it looks like a pole or a wooden log uh, you see him come out with the night vision see his eyes are glowing just you see his eyes come out and then you hear the wishing sound and Robert gets hit with a big old rock and that's on on YouTube on uh, his channel uh, Crater Exploration you can actually see see that happen and uh, yeah we got we got a lot of it on video. But uh, yeah, that was the, it. Was it was a trip? It was it was a definitely night I'll never forget.
0: Have you ever been in a situation like that where at the end you think, you know what? I don't need to go out in there looking for this anymore. That was enough. I'm done.
1: Not not at all. It was it was like uh, I don't know. Uh, Even my first uh, Snickers bar, it was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> I want to do it again. Uh, I wanted to know more. Uh, the fact that they were willing to communicate with me not attack me. Um, that made me more curious it's like how far can I take this? You know, will I one day be able to uh get to, to communicate, you know, verbally with one of these creatures or even just get close enough to where we're sitting, you know, in the same vicinity, uh, just on the for, for anthropological, historical reasons of, of just studying this, this this being, you know, this creature. Um, yeah, I, I at no point am I ever like, forget this stuff now I'm like it's, dude camp. You know, I'll, I'll go in the pitch dark, I don't care. I'll go sit there in the middle of the dark you know, at three o'clock in the morning in the middle of the forest and wait for a bigfoot, darn it, you know. Uh, that's what it takes and that's what I was going to do. Well, the Falcon Project, I was about to go into the Washington forest for six months straight, you know.
0: Well talk to and us uh, about the, A lot of our listeners aren't familiar with that. What is the Falcon Project?
1: Well the Falcon Project, unfortunately it, it's no more at the moment. Um, I'd like to bring it back alive eventually. But what the Falcon Project was, was, uh, they had, uh, man- manufacturing a drone, uh, that was specifically, uh, made for the military that could do, uh, a long-term, a high altitude, 10,000 feet, uh, altitude, uh, you know, viewing of, of, the topography through, uh, you know, uh, heat vision and infrared and all that. So the idea was we watch from above. And look down at the Bigfoots; they wouldn't know we're looking because they seem to be really good at ducking cameras. So we thought, you know, if we would just send a crew, I guess to flush them out, sort of, you know, go in their areas where they are, you would get movement from the uh, the drone that's way up there. But unfortunately, it was uh, you know over a quarter million dollars to do everything, and the money just didn't end up where it was supposed to end up, and. Uh, you know, we never got our funding, even though it was had been promised. Uh, so, yeah, it, we had to shut it down. But one way or another, I'm going to fund it again and get it going because it was a good idea. Uh, just needed some, some some better funding, I guess.
0: <laughs> All
1: right. You know
0: what? What spurs you on to just keep doing this research and putting yourself out there? I mean, is it? Are you in hopes that you're eventually going to get the answer and know and understand? Or is it just uh, just a thrill ride?
1: Well, I, this is the way I, I put it. Um, the first half of my life, I let society dictate who I was, um, how I was treated, and uh, it, it, it I wasted a lot of time believing all that bullcrap. And once I, I embraced uh, the reality of what was really happening around me, um, realizing. Uh, I did not want to be an atheist no more. You know, I believe the guys, experienced so much crazy stuff that it was... not I just could... there would be no way that that stuff doesn't exist because it's slapping me in the face constantly. Um, so I got to a point where I decided uh, either I'm going to live my life and just do what I truly love and want to find out the, the reality of what's really out there. What's What is reality? That's what I'm pursuing. And it's taken me through, like I said, conspiracy, Bigfoot, UFOs, aliens, uh, ghosts, and demons, and it's it, it all ties together. And my pursuit is to, I guess, enjoy life as much as possible, embrace all the weirdness and craziness of what we're, what we're uh, living in, and do the be the best person I can be while doing it. Uh, because you know, even though not everybody believes in Jesus, uh, I do, and I, when I see him, I would like him to say, "Hey." Good job, buddy. You know? <laughs> well
0: done, huh? You, you
1: did good. Yeah, you, you did
0: good. You, you know, live the life. You you questioned. You put yourself out there. Um, you know, and that yeah. that's something, right? Because that's you know, again, what is life about other than trying to get out there and and make an understanding in a in your way? And that's that's a fantastic way to do it. Um, I want to, you know, as we talk about the different aspects that you investigate and the different angles that that you take on these, and you seem to be very open to all of these aspects. Uh, and you just talked about, you know, kind of the commonality and the threat of these locations. Has there been one hot spot where you have found that all of this seems to be taking place on a regular basis?
1: Um, I think there's multiple places that, that, that uh, this is happening. Um, one, like one, like here, here in the Tularosa Basin, uh, it's, we have a bunch of haunted places. We have a, a place called the Toy Cantina. It was made in I believe eighteen thirty seven, or well, Billy the Kid used to party there and the the uh regulators, the young guns, this is that area. And uh so we have, you know, tons of of, of, of haunting wars, tons of UFO stuff when uh, on. we have Holland Air Force Base, White Sands Missile Range and that's where like a whole bunch of uh my UFO video comes from this area. Um and we got Bigfoots everywhere. So you know, dog Man and uh skinwalkers and you know, so like this would be a hot spot like that in uh, northern uh, Farmington as well. Then you've got the San Luis Valley; that's another hotspot for all of the above. So there's multiple places. One thing: um, this is, of course, you know, completely hypothetical. You remember the movie The Blair Witch, project?
0: Right. Okay. So as a matter I don't of fact, know. they're they're rebooting it. I think it comes out in September. The new version of The Blair Witch.
1: Right. So th- this was my my uh, my my you know, if the Blair Witch was real. Uh, theory, right? What, what if, what if it wasn't just a movie? And uh, what if the Blair Witch was really a female Sasquatch that was out there kidnapping, building these little wooden structures, screaming in the night, and and being able to run through the the forest at nighttime with no lights and scaring the crap out of these kids.
0: Right. Well, I mean, it, obviously, well, the movie itself is based on just uh, you know a false legend that they created to to create that, but. Right. You know, how come we don't hear... Well, I mean, I guess Patty, the famous Bigfoot from the uh, Patterson-Gimlin film, is considered to be a female Sasquatch. But most yeah. of them, uh, you know, m- most people consider it, it's a, a male species. I wonder, in your research that you've done, have they come upon female-gendered versions that you can recognize this is definitely the female of the race? Yeah, well,
1: like, well, of course, Patty is one of them, you know, because you can see the breasts, you know, on the video. Um, timber, uh, Timber giant... Bigfoot on YouTube. He has video of uh, what was, uh, we believe to be a mother and child uh, in the in the bushes. Uh, thinker Funker. He did a, a breakdown of that. Um, there's the independent Independence Day video of a Bigfoot and carrying a baby, but we believe that was a, a male. Um, a lot of reports of males and females uh, have been you know put out there. Um, uh, recent, not too recently, but I'd say about within the year, I got a report. About uh, on Mesquital Reservation of a female Sasquatch and two of her children, you know, juvenile Sasquatches, literally walking into somebody's cabin and the woman that lived there and her kids locked themselves in their bedroom for half an hour until they left and they were going through their drawers and rummaging through everything. Um, so yeah, but there is lots of instances of female Sasquatch. So the reason why I, I there's a through my studies um there's a whole bunch of places that have witch mountain, devil's mountain, this mountain and they all, you know, have the same thing happening. People disappear, kids disappear, there's strange screams in the middle of night, strange wooden structures being found, you know, animals, you know, being slaughtered, you know, killed and so I'm just wondering. That's why I was like, what if the Blair Witch really isn't a witch, and it's just a, a female Sasquatch, a, a crazy, lonely one, mind you. But it, it's a female <laughs> Sasquatch living out there as a wild, you know, considered a wild woman, uh, feral. Even even you know being described as, you know, I thought that'd be interesting.
0: Right. Very cool. Now, talk to me uh, again, just kind of going into this, what are some of your favorite experiences that you've had that have really impacted you in in any aspect of the the paranormal that we haven't touched on this evening? Let's see.
1: Um, Okay. I had a MUFON investigator uh, interview me, and, you know, I spoke to him for about three hours, and I told him the same thing, that if I speak about a certain, you know, about beautiful thing and, you know, these beings for over, you know, a couple hours, usually something weird happens later. And uh he was okay with me saying I see my he was okay with me saying, you know, I posited in this duck. He was okay with all that. But he just drew the line at, oh, so you talk about them and they show up, huh? And I was like, it's not quite like that. And I'm not like show up for me now. Ba boom. <laughs> and they show up. It don't work that way. I can't I don't get to call it like that. But more than a few times when I talked about this stuff for a long, long time, you know one person, some weird crap happens later, you know? So he was like, Well that's 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 gonna wrap up our interview. Okay? And I'm like, Whatever, that's cool, man. So he leaves and uh I, I go home and uh me and my folks are gonna grab some dinner. So me and my mom go to the local, you know, uh, bird joint and uh it's about Seven o'clock. We're driving home, and my si- my mom and my sister had just previously, a couple weeks before that, uh, saw UFOs being chased by jets off of the military range. And uh, you know, my sister was a police officer at the time, and I think they made a the report and everything. And there was like seven other cars that witnessed it. And they pulled over two to watch this uh, event. So we're driving home and we see this orange light in the sky, and my mom goes, "Man, that that looks just like what me and your sister saw, but there was more than one." And as soon as she said that, it turned into two, and then turned into three, and then turned into four. And I got on my phone and I called up that investigator. Uh, his name was Dee Gragg, and uh, he's, a, he's an elderly gentleman. And uh, his wife answers, and I was like, Can I please speak to Dee? Can I please speak to him? She's like, Oh, honey, he's tired. He's, he's resting. And I was like, Ma'am, it's a UFO emergency. And she goes, she Oh, Dee Gragg, it's a UFO emergency. So he runs and gets on the phone. He's like, What's going on? I was like, That's happening right now, man. There's 10 of them now in a row. And he's like, Are you taking pictures? And I'm like, No, I'm on the phone with you. <laughs> and all of a sudden they all disappear. And, and he, I told him what happened. And, and he was like, Okay. Well, like four days later, um, two things happen. I get a phone call. This is I, I find this odd. I get a phone call from uh, Bigelow Aerospace. Have you, have you ever heard of them?
0: No, I'm not familiar.
1: Okay, well, I'll just say they're located in Nevada near a certain place. It's top secret. Hmm. So it's it's a private aerospace company.
0: Okay.
1: It happens to be next door to, to S four and the other new one. And uh, I get a phone call from a, a, an investigator from there, and he's, uh, you know, hi man, please speak to to on. Pion. Uh, uh, this is a uh, uh, guy Carol calling from Big Aerospace. I'm an investigator for them. And I was like, yeah, this is him. Um, how can I help you? And I was like, well, we were just wondering, down here, if next time you're on one of the ships, if you could take a really good look at the propulsion compartment. And when they drop you off, if you could sketch that up for us and get that to us, we'd really appreciate it. Really? I'm like, yeah. Well, first I'm of all,
0: like, how are you going to know what the propulsion compartment is? Are you... Oh. I, Excuse me, uh, aliens. Let me just take a quick little yes. drop over to your your your, your propulsion room. Do you mind if I lift, lift the hood real quick? I, I just want to see oh, what's right? uh, what kind of battery cool. you guys using in this. You you running a cooling
1: intake on this sucker? You know? I was like, come on now. So I I'm just like you know I'm just like, I can't believe I think somebody's pranking me. Right? I'm a, I I never heard of no big old aerospace. That sounds silly, you know. And I'm like, okay, no problem. But all right, you take it now, and I hang up. So I jump on, um, you know, the Internet, and I'm like, Google, this some am of all space, and it pops up. There's a website. And I'm like, huh. Maybe it's a fake website. It's a fake website. So I'm looking at the website. Wow, right. they're hiring. They're hiring, huh? Okay, this is pretty, like a real website. <laughs> well, maybe somebody found the website and is messing with me, right? So I'm like, okay, I look at the number, and it has an office number to call, you know? So I'm like, I'll call them and I'll ask for this girl and they'll be like, Yeah, sorry, sir, it doesn't work here. You take care now. Um, but instead I call and the lady answers I'm big Let's I'm like, Yeah, can I speak to going to please place? And she's like, Oh man, she's speaking and I tell her, she's like, Okay, one moment and puts me on hold and then after some elevator music, he comes on quick, hello, guy, how can I help you? And I was like, Oh yeah, it's uh it's a Hey Zeus um, he was, oh, you got something for us? And I was like, well, not exactly. I go, um, I didn't know what the hell to say, you know? I was like, <laughs> I didn't expect him to answer. Uh, so I was like, uh, do you all have some hypnotists there by chance? I like, go, well, I have a lot of stuff that I don't remember, but missing time and stuff. I go, might want to know about that. And he was like, no, no, just scientists. Uh, just scientists here. So well, if, you, if you get anything, just let us know. And I was like, okay, you take care now. And I jumped on LinkedIn, and yeah, he was a real person. And, uh, he was a, apparently a Chicago police officer for 30 years or something. It's all, you know, on the LinkedIn thing. So, uh, the next day I get a phone call from D. Grag from MUFON, and he says, um, I believe your story. I'm like, oh, why, you, why do you believe it now? All of a sudden, what made you, you know, believe me now? Because he thought I was apparently, you know, just silly before. And he goes, well, he was to be honest, um, uh, we got a report from Las Cruces, which is directly on the other side of the mountain range. I saw the lights from where I live he knows, uh, a woman reported uh the same exact thing, and we know you do not know who she is, and she don't know who you are uh but she had the exact same report from that night. He knows, uh, i believe you and I want to put your story in my book and he you know put my story in his in the book he wrote and uh yeah, so I think that was a, a pivotal moment because it was recorded. Uh, you know by an investigator. I had that weird phone call um, you know, I had a, a, a Cooperating witness from the other side of a whole mountain range in another city, you know, so that was, I thought that was, that was a huge moment in People, you know, believing what I'm you know, what I'm telling them is happening to me
0: That's great it, You got to love that you go out and you're having experiences like this people are believing you It's not like you're just some kind of three-headed alien yourself when you're sharing these right. kind of stories Uh, We have to take a break again. We're up against the break here. Our guest this evening is uh, Reverend Jesus Pion, and we're talking about all aspects of the supernatural, the paranormal, his experiences, ghosts, aliens, UFOs, and more. And if you're intrigued by all aspects of the paranormal and you'd like to know where you can meet Tim or I, well, we are at a number of conferences throughout the year, and you can always find that information. We make it easy as pie. You just go to Events. Dot .com darknessevents.com and if that's too hard to remember just remember the name of our show darkness radio And when you're there, click on the events tab. It'll show you all of the events that we'll be appearing at and uh, what we'll be doing there. So you can click on it and join us as we head out around the United States and around the world to investigate claims of the paranormal. Talk to you, the listeners, and get a chance to meet our friends from all over. So check it out. We've got our event coming up at the Palmer House mid-September at the Haunted Palmer House Hotel in Sauk Center, Minnesota. It uh, won last year. I think it was USA Today or CNN poll, Tim. Do you remember which one? I can never remember that. I thought it was USA Today. I think it is USA Today as the number one most haunted hotel in America. We've always had amazing experiences there from EVP to physical phenomena and more, and have caught some really creepy things happen on the SLS camera. So if you're interested in getting out and actually becoming a part of the legend and part of the ghost hunt, we have one day or single day event passes or a full weekend of pass. So you can come just Friday, just Saturday, or both Friday and Saturday for the full event. We'd love to have you be a part of it with us. There are some other great hotels to stay at around the area as the, the Palmer House Hotel itself is sold out for our event, but tickets to attend the event are still available. You can get all that information by visiting darknessevents.com and find out more. And if you want to know more about the European trip that I'm taking next year, uh, we'll either be doing it in May or September. We're working on getting the best prices right now as we go through a haunted tour of England. All of England, from everything from from, uh, Tower of London, Chillingham, uh, Highgate Cemetery, to visiting the Wizarding World of Hogwarts, Tim. When we teased earlier and we said, you know, from Hunger Games, I had yeah, about twenty I, emails from I people got going, phone hey, calls, yeah. It's, it's yeah. not Hunger Games, it's 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 Harry we, Potter. We knew that. It's called a bit, folks. Yeah. We uh yeah, we yeah, were we, we, a joke. we try to pretend yeah. to be a little stupider than we actually are. Yeah. It just makes you guys feel a little bit more superior yeah. listening to us. Yeah, That's but, we do it to help yeah. you enjoy us better. We're gonna right. take a break, we'll come back. We've got more right here on Darkness Radio. We're back. This is Darkness Radio. And of course we always like to employ the questions from our audience. So if you have uh Questions, you can always email them in to me, and I'll try to work them in throughout the show. Uh, Debbie Girl wants to know, are you single, Reverend Jesus? And have you ever had a chance to be anywhere near Area 51 and seen any kind of activity take place?
1: First answer, yes, I am dreadfully single. And the second answer is, actually, no, I haven't got to go by there. I'm okay with that.
0: You're okay with that? No interest in, uh, you know, well, you, you never know. Maybe you'd no longer be single if you stopped by Area 51. You might
1: right. find
0: a new alien friend. Might,
1: might meet somebody at the Little Alien Inn. You never know.
0: That's true. That's right. When you get there, just make sure you look. We have our dollar bill signed right up in the Little Alien Inn over the bar. Uh, oh, that's what's up. <laughs> Close Encounters of the Third Kind. You've got a project you're working on, and and you have some stories to share with us on that. What would you like to open up with? Okay,
1: well. The the correlation, okay. For the, the people that are familiar with that film, a lot of the the younger generation probably don't know what that movie is, but uh, it was based on a, a a movie that was with Richard Dreyfus, and it's about uh, aliens coming down and I guess doing a trade with our military on a secret base, and the actual happening of that happened here. Uh, so says the you know the the research and lore but it happened here on the White Sands Missile Range, where I live. Where I, my family was stationed three times on Holloman Air Force Base, and my dad worked on, on, on the Missile Range. So I just find it very interesting and coincidental that the woman that discovered me on my first film with Steven Seagal is actually the woman that casted Colson Connors of the Third Kind and casted uh, Dr. J-, J. Allen Hynek, the head of Project Blue Book.
0: Oh, okay. I just,
1: I just thought that was an interesting coincidence. That uh, yeah it ties me together with all that.
0: Very cool, very cool. Um, now I know you had you had another ghost story that we wanted to make sure we get to. Uh, so let's let's talk about that, and then I also want to discuss the work you're doing in the DNA project uh, with Bigfoot as well. But you've got a good ghost story for us. What have you got?
1: Okay, this is the same property. Okay, that uh, that screaming the screaming ghost story I just told. Um, one night um, we had a fence; it was gated in. Uh, had a it was a lock on it so we know not want people coming on the property. And uh when I hear the dog next door just barking up a storm. And uh so I, you know I go outside the fifth wheel and I see this uh I don't know, like a a teenager, maybe sixteen years old, Caucasian, blonde, uh crew cut, hair cut, um wearing a white T shirt, uh with uh fifties, the shit fifties style. With a cigarette pack rolled up in the white sleeve, you know, in his t-shirt, white t-shirt. Okay. Uh, with the blue jeans and cuffed at the bottom with, with, with like, black uh, boots.
0: I see. We're yeah. seeing the Fonz. <clears throat> Pretty much okay. the Fons
1: version of the Fonz. <laughs> sure. At, at age 16. And uh I didn't, you know, I wasn't thinking, because, like, you know, today everybody has their own style, and that, you know, that style is, is back, too, you know, with long beards. But, uh... So, you know, I, I I didn't think, hey, look, there's a ghost, right? I was just like, Hey, what are you doing in our property? Right. You know? <laughs> you know I'm I'm in defense mode. I'm like, man, why what, what why'd you jump the fence too? Right. You know, you try to you try to get crazy? And and he just looks at me like like surprised that I, I I see him, you know? And I'm like, hello, can I help you? I was all what come, you know, come over here, what's up? You know, what's up? I you know, throw my arms up at him, and he just stares at me, doesn't say a word, and then proceeds to float to the left like uh, Michael Jackson doing the sideways moonwalk, and passes through a uh, chain link fence that has like uh, old grapevine growing through it, so you know it's, just, it's solid, and he just passed right through it and then dissipated and uh never saw him again but my my roommate had saw him too he looked out the door and he said hey who's that dude you know and i was like uh, i'll go check it out see what's up but yeah i thought that was pretty
0: interesting very strange all right we uh you know i i've I'm always impressed when ghosts are seen that are outside of that 1800s to early 1900s realm because that's what we always hear right this Victorian era or right. or pioneer looking ghosts and this was was this one of the first that you'd seen that kind of fell outside of that vein
1: Yeah, I would say so. The rest of the stuff I had seen up to that point uh, were uh, the bodiless apparitions, black mists. uh, I saw the occasional little girl in a white little nightgown, uh, old men. I've seen old men. I had uh, my sister's ex-husband's dead father come to me (laughs) and yell at me. But There was no voice, and he was just standing from me yelling at me you know, because uh, his son didn't like me and it was scared, it scared of me i i'm gonna be making it up, but yeah his his son feared me uh and for good reasons, but yeah, it was you know that right there was the oddest thing that did not fall into the usual uh you know
0: ghost reports. All right, let's take our final break. When we come back, the Bigfoot DNA study. How is our guest involved in that? Find out when we return to Darkness Radio. We're back. Reverend Jesus Pion is our guest this evening as we talk about all the different aspects of the paranormal he's been involved in and researching. One of the ones that's really kind of captured the attention of the world over the last few years is the work of the DNA sequencing and study of Bigfoot. How are you involved in that?
1: Okay. So uh Crypto Four corners, uh the that uh JC Johnson founded, I'm one of his uh, research members for in that group and we put forth uh DNA uh samples for that study, uh with the the st- study. So we had those come back uh, and they put out a hundred there was a hundred samples, uh many of them are sent to thirteen different universities that were you know, they didn't we weren't told what it was, or what we thought it was, and you know we had them just do blind studies. And uh, the ma- the majority of the, the the information came back with, like I said, a human mitochondrial DNA uh, for these for these beans. So, well, the Chen got attacked uh, by the Bigfoot community and most of all the Bigfoot communities, sadly, uh, and discredited with no evidence of doing anything wrong. when she was just doing her normal job of, you know, doing the DNA, thing, they went after her for all kinds of just just ridiculousness. So that whole idea of the project, the Erickson project, kind of just like dissipated and and fell apart, and nobody wanted to touch it anymore. And uh, I contacted her, and I I said, I really don't care what anybody thinks. Uh, They can talk all the crap they want. I'm not here to prove anything. I'm wanting to put together this information because to me it's historical. Uh, This is the process. It's going to go into eventually. Yes, Bigfoot's going to be accepted eventually. So I want to be part of the the, the reason why it's been cataloged correctly and historically, uh, you know, put in in line in the order to be studied later, uh, you know, through history. So I told her, hey, I, you know, I know film. I know how to produce. I'm trying to produce some other stuff. Uh, I'd love to help you, you know, produce your your documentary, uh, what and your findings. I I, could, I don't care what anybody else thinks. Uh, but a lot of the the researchers hate each other in the bigfoot community, and you have people that want to you know, work with this person, this person want to work with that person, and I'm not here to do that and play sides and you nothing know, like that. I just want information in the research. So I also put forth uh, on the second study we're do, they're doing, uh, Four Corners uh, is doing with uh, the University of New Mexico. And Jeff Meldrum is, you know, doing his part from Ohio University, and you know, so on and so forth. So I've got samples in with them. That was the DNA study we were putting together that night that we had the rock throw incident and the tap the tap, tap tap thing happening. That was us putting together to turn in the, our samples. So uh, I'm trying to be on top of the game of the Bigfoot, you know, world as in having. Good information for everybody that takes it serious and wants to really research it. Uh, there's some new guys uh, in the field. There's a whole new generation of, of Sasquatch uh, researchers out there now. Um, you know, many of the, the, the our, our top Bigfoot researchers are in their 80s and 90s, and uh, we have a, a new a new uh, group of people researching. And uh, one of the a good one is uh, his name's uh, Rio. Uh, his YouTube name is uh, Utah Sasquatch. And he gives a, a really good uh, uh example and viewpoint on the whole idea of 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 uh hunting bigfoot, so you know, I recommend anybody who wants to watch his videos uh, i 'm working with him on a project called project Go and see in other words it 's getting just re- normal people to go out and 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 follow what we recommend to do, and we believe you 'll find bigfoot evidence on your own you don 't need us to, to to do it for you and uh one of my research uh partners from my group uh Planet Sasquatch, uh there's marco Mark Bell. The footage he has uh is 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 a trip. The stuff that he's finding in this area he was researching in Colorado because we're not just seeing Bigfoots. Uh it, it looks like grays. Honestly. It looks like there's grays. Some people are saying it's white Sasquatches, but these things have round bulbous heads, skinny arms uh, and yeah, he has them on video ducking out the way and stuff, and there 's some weird stuff going on out there and uh, i can 't uh compartmentalize what 's real what 's not with the bigfoot situation until we understand it fully and i don 't understand it fully We're so learning so any information that is being put forth uh research uh, evidence you know there 's the definite that 's a real footprint you know section uh then over here in the middle is the could be possible. I'm stranger than crap, but I'm not gonna throw the baby with a you know out with a, the bathwater yet and then you have, you know, the other evidence like blob squatches, you know, and then fuzzy footage and stuff like that. But I think it's important to keep it all until we can prove something's not real. At least keep it in in, in somewhere in the files to study.
0: You were talking about the reservation and such earlier, and I'm curious, you know, I understand that a lot of the different Native American uh, cultures believe that Bigfoot exists and that these type of creatures are just normal part of, of the world. They're more zoological or, or humanoid than they are uh, mystical right. What about ghosts on Native American property? Are, are they ever dealing with, I mean, we've always heard the legends and lores of uh, the Native American spirits are restless because people have upturned their property or, or you know, built up over their, their burial mounds. Is there Native American spirits that are, that are hanging around that, you know, on the reservations? And that, Or I would have assumed that they would be on to the happy hunting ground or wherever they're off to instead of, you know, hanging out and, and commiserating on earth.
1: Well, unfortunately, there is a lot of uh, spirits left over from those times that never left, never passed on to the other level, that are pretty much eternally pissed off. Um, but you don't get a lot of that with, from what I you know I've researched and all the different reservations I've stayed on, and um, the the spirit activity you hear about more is when you have uh, a medicine man, uh, a black the Texas black magic. And you have uh, other natives, uh, you know, pretty much paying that that medicine man uh, to harass other natives with uh, dark magic uh, or, you know, making uh, the skinwalkers, you know, to to go out and scare people. So I hear more of that than just, you know, the random, you know, hauntings. They're, They're usually more direct. You have a lot of uh, symbolism, like uh, seeing a white owl, uh, an owl
0: flying by you, or a coyote is like really bad, bad juju, you know? But it was and, seeing, uh, seeing those animals as bad juju. I thought most of those are animal totems. Wouldn't that be a positive to see animals like that?
1: You would think, but all the reds I've ever been on, you don't want a, a coyote walking across the street, you know, that you're driving on.
0: Uh, you don't want to have. Does that like, work out kind of like a black cat? Yeah, crossing your path.
1: That's the same, exact same thing. Uh, same thing with the owl, uh, white owls. You know, flying in front of you or past you while you're you know on the road is considered. Uh, there's somebody out there putting bad magic on you, bad medicine. Uh, you know, ill will towards you in
0: one way or another. Yeah. Wow. I see, that's such a fascinating aspect of of. Uh of that, you know, the, the different totems, the different um, spiritual visitations of these beings. Now, you know, when we hear of the Skinwalkers, a lot of people think of things like the Wolfman and other creatures. But do the Skinwalkers take other guises? Could they be the Bigfoot, the Sasquatch people?
1: I think there is some confusion. Um, there are definitely two different things. The Skinwalker is the uh, medicine man that practices black magic. He himself takes the form of... Of Of this creature, and turns back into the you know a human again the next morning, and that 's when they find the skin of a coyote or a wolf you know laying somewhere uh, I believe that there's been a lot of mis uh i guess representation or um, misidentification of a Bigfoot's being werewolves um some of the dog man encounters no I do think there is there's some type of dogman creature out there that's out there with Bigfoot, or it's itself. Uh, the only reason why I can't say that it's a big, it's a Bigfoot is because so many of the, the uh, descriptions of the legs are they have canine legs, not you know human like the most Bigfoots. Right. But there's been there's a lot of Bigfoots that have uh, elongated snouts. You know, or or how you'd like to describe it, like a chimpanzee's you know mouth, mouth area. That muzzle area, right? Muzzle very right muzzle. And um so you know, you've got Bigfoots, they can run on all fours comfortably. They're hairy, they got sharp teeth, you know, just like we have canines, they have canines too. And they howl and scream, you know, and at the moon. You know, so it's like sure. I can see if you don't believe in Bigfoots and you see this thing on all fours, giant hairy thing and going, Oh that <laughs> you're gonna think, That's a werewolf, you know, because it just stood up and walked away too, you know. Um so I think there's a lot of misrepresentation happening in sightings that you know depends on what your own personal beliefs are. Sure. Kind of push, you know, what you're gonna say you saw.
0: Hey, we're we're up against the last minute, minute and a half here. Uh how can people see you? What what new projects do you have going on and what when can they tune in and watch you?
1: Well, I am still on Better Call Saul. That's still going on, praying for the new season. Um, Netflix, you know, breaking Bad, you can always find me on. Uh what I'm doing now is concentrating on doing documentaries. I'm working uh with Mac Brazil trying to produce uh, a feature film about Nikola Tesla for, you know with him called The Lightning Maker. Uh also doing the the documentary for for you know Malba Keachum. And on my YouTube channel, of course, Jesus Junior twenty twelve, I'm gonna be putting posting my documentaries and all my evidence I'm posting on my Facebook group, uh, Planet's sasquatch So uh You'll, you'll be hearing about me one way or another. I'm out there. Just go on Google, type in Jesus Junior Actor, and all my sites and websites will pop up. And, uh, yeah, don't be afraid to reach out and talk to me and give a report. I, I'm I, I'm not snooty. Not one of them snooty actors, uh, I'm not scared to talk to people. So I'm so honored to be on the show. Thank you for having me, guys. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having
0: a conversation with us tonight.
1: Oh, if you ever need to hear more, you let me know. I'm gonna put away some money so I can go with you guys on a on a ghost hunt. It'd be really cool to be back in England. Uh, and if you talk to Aaron, please send my best to Aaron and let Zach know that uh, I'm down
0: to go, hunt. Excellent. We'll do that. All right. well that's it for tonight, kids. We'll be back with you Monday night on Darkness Radio, but remember, tomorrow I'm hosting Coast to Coast AM. Go check out coasttocoastam.com for updates in channels, stations, and times in your area. For Tim Dennis, I'm Dave Schrader. A very special thank you to our guest Reverend Jesus Payan this evening and have a great weekend. Be safe, be loving, be kind. We'll be back with you Monday.